Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. I'm Crystal Cotto Sullivan and your host of this podcast. I'm going to talk about the many facets of a journey to inner wisdom. As with any journey, there are many ways to get to where we are going. In this journey, there are many tools available to guide us on the journey, as well as people who will guide and mentor us. I'm going to talk about the ABCs of a journey to inner wisdom, awareness, beliefs, curiosity and creativity, discernment and direction, the Enneagram and energy, focus, flow and flourish, and generosity, gratitude and grace. And I will continue the alphabet beyond the A, B, C, D, E, F, Gs. From time to time, I will invite guests to join the conversation and share their journeys and their tools and guides who've journeyed with them. And you will hear about my own ongoing journey. I hope you will join me for this adventure. Curiosity. Parts of this episode may seem repetitious to you, and we often don't like repetition. That is probably because the word repeat has been associated with repeating work in school when we didn't get it. It doesn't carry a very pleasing meaning. However, if we look more closely at the word repeat, I think it will make sense why I'm repeating and not just reviewing my last episodes. Repeat comes from the prefix re, which means to go back, and from pet, P-A-T, from the Latin patera, which means to seek. When we repeat something, the purpose is to go back and seek or look for something that we may have missed or not noticed the first time through. When I teach the awareness exercise, there's a lot of repetition because we enter into a different level of, we enter into different levels of awareness by using our senses, our energy centers, our intuition, our memory and imagination. And by using all of these different ways to be aware, we discover new and different perspectives. We begin to reveal patterns. Review, another word that education may have muddled for us, needs some attention. We were told to review your work for the exam or the midterm. We weren't always told why it was a good idea to sharpen the neural pathways of learning the material. We just did it because the teacher said to do it, or we didn't do it. Again, the re is about going back and view is about seeing. Both are beneficial to learning. And as we now know, when we review, we are reinforcing our neural pathways and anchoring our learning. Today, I will use the word repeat because I want you to go back and seek. Another word for seek is search. I want you to search for new meanings and new insights to your understanding of awareness and beliefs and perspectives. So just briefly, I want to also note, I like to go back and see where words came from. You know that by now. So the word um, repeat and review, both of them are about viewing. And one of the things I like about um, re repeat is that it's to see or to know, but it's also vision. So the old um, Irish word is vision. So I want you to think about meditation and the chanting of a mantra during your meditation. You're repeating the mantra in order to seek something deeper. 
When we learn a new motor skill, we repeat in order to create a body memory so we can perform the task again. Once it is learned, our body remembers. Today, through repetition, we're going back and seeking new perspectives on what I've been talking about in the first few episodes of A Journey to Inner Wisdom. I want you to just get into a comfortable position and if you're driving, you know, just keep driving or if you're working um, some type of machinery, pay attention to that. But here's a great poem by Marion Woodman that I think is a great description about going back and repeating. Linearity does not come naturally to me. It kills my imagination. Nothing happens. No bell rings. No moment of here and now. No moment that says yes. Without these, I am not alive. I prefer the pleasure of the journey through the spiral. Relax, enjoy the spiral. If you miss something on the first round, don't worry. You might pick it up on the second or the third or the ninth. It doesn't matter. Relax, timing is everything. If this bell does ring, it will resonate through the rungs of your spiral. If it doesn't ring, it is the wrong spiral or the wrong time or there is no bell. So the whole idea that the journey to inner wisdom is not linear is really embraced in this poem by Marion Goodman. The journey is a spiral, and that's why we repeat things. We go back. So, you know, I've talked about awareness. I've talked about beliefs. And I want you just to go back and, and pay attention to both of those. Maybe listen to the podcast again, just to repeat. It's going into the spiral of life, deepening the understanding. So here's another um, poem by Marion Goodman. And and I want to take you, I want to read this one because I want you to think about the first podcast about wisdom. Uh, Marion Goodman was a Jungian analyst, a feminist, and a poet. So in her book, Coming Home to Myself, she writes, a life truly lived constantly burns away, fails of illusion, opening our eyes to our uniqueness. A life truly lived burns away what is no longer relevant, gradually reveals our essence until at last we are strong enough to stand in our naked truth. I really love that because I think it captures the essence of a journey to inner wisdom. It's really about looking at what is not relevant in our life, what beliefs can we discard, and getting at our very essence, who we are, taking off the mask. So this poem, which is called Coming Home to Myself, is really a great way to describe that journey. So because, as I just said, we are journeying to our true essence and stripping away the limiting beliefs, the conditioned beliefs that we've taken on from our family, from society, all of the influences that are around us. And it's often during a transition that we begin searching for a deeper understanding of what is happening to us and around us. 
and asking questions about who we are. A transition is about going to the other side of where we are now. Without awareness of what is happening to us, we may miss opportunities or not even recognize what is happening. In order to see how we can deepen our understanding and application of awareness and beliefs, I will unfold the topic of curiosity. I'm sure you're wondering, when is she gonna get the curiosity? Well, remember we have to be awakened to be aware. As we become meta-aware and have a deeper awareness, we're able to begin to notice patterns in our life that will reveal our private belief system. This private belief system has been made up by us so that we can get our needs met and survive in our world. We created it during our early childhood and it is the unconscious operating system that guides our decisions and actions. We will also begin to notice certain beliefs that we have inherited, appropriated, or assimilated from our family, our society, our friends, and our community. These conditioned beliefs also long for our attention and full awareness to determine if they are serving us in our journey. So I want you to reflect on the following questions. Have you been paying attention to your inner world? How have you been paying attention? And how have you been paying attention to your outer world? What senses have been prominent in your awareness? What energy, your mind, your heart, your body, do you experience when you take time to be aware of your day or your week? What patterns have you noticed that surprised you? Have there been other surprises when you have practiced being aware of your inner and outer world? And finally, have you been curious or judgmental about what you have noticed? As we begin to examine our life patterns and our private belief system, it's helpful to take a stance of curiosity. So let's take a look at that word curiosity. It comes from the word curious. So let's look at what is curious. Having a desire to learn or know more about something or someone marked by a desire to investigate or to learn. Cura comes from the, um, care. the word curious comes from cura, which means care. So give a care to what you are uncovering. So when we care about something, we're curious. Oftentimes I find that people will review their life patterns and be very judgmental about the paths taken or not taken. Judgment will shut down the possibilities of further exploration faster than anything else. Once I make a judgment about myself, my situation, my choice, or my action, my brain shuts down as the judgment has a finality to it that, that does not leave space for further exploration. Curiosity, on the other hand, helps us to uncover the deeper meaning and movement in our lives. Curiosity allows us to step into I want to call it a neutral zone where patterns and meanings unseen to this point are revealed and just are. From an article entitled The Importance of Curiosity in Entrepreneur Magazine in 2018, I'm going to quote, we think it's like breathing, essential to life. 
the Harvard Business Review did some research and they and the following are the conclusions that they came to. An, an increase in curiosity leads to an increase in creativity. Curiosity fosters better communication. It helps reduce conflict. It helps us adapt to uncertainty. So think about transitions. When we are in transition, there's a sense of uncertainty about it. And if we become judgmental, we, we stop ourselves from looking at possibilities. So it's very important during transition times to be curious. Curiosity also forces us to give more thought to decisions and come up with creative remedies rather than default to the simplest solution to problems. In my next episode, I'll talk about discernment and making decisions, and we'll look more closely at how we do that. Curiosity is natural in kids. It's often snuffed out by the time we are adults, unless it is nurtured by teachers and parents. So how can we take a stance of curiosity and leave our judgment behind? First, ask questions. Be inquisitive about yourself, about others, the world around you. The Right Question Institute found that children ask an average of 300 questions a day. How many questions have you asked today? I have to think about that myself. Mm, I don't know that I've asked that many today. I need to get on it. Have an open mind. I'm sure you've heard this before. Your mind is like a parachute. It works better when it's open. Ask why something is the way it is and look for alternative explanations. Ask about things you take for granted or perform in a rote manner. Don't assume, get a diversity of information, meet new people, read something that is different from your normal reading. Research done by the Merck Group found that the, most cur the more curious, the more ideas and the more chances for innovation. We can move from what we know to what we think we could know. It is then about retooling our perspective and recreating our beliefs. Mm -hmm. So here's a great quote. It's a Japanese proverb. You can't see the whole sky through a bamboo tube. Mm -hmm. So remind yourself to be curious. Put a sticky note up, you know, on your bathroom mirror, on your computer. Just right, be curious. And, and it'll trigger, trigger you to ask some questions, to look up some different information, to try something different. Make a list of what you want to try or to know about. And keep that list on your phone or on your desk where you can see it. Being curious may mean stretching your boundaries. Sometimes that's uncomfortable. Be playful. Many adults are embarrassed to play. Lucky that some of us have grandkids, so we have permission to play. But give yourself permission to play without your grandkids. Just do some fun things. Playing really supports our creativity, and creativity is tied up with curiosity. Being curious leads us to big questions, and big questions lead us through transitions in a more graceful and aware way. Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic states, Fear is always triggered by creativity because creativity asks you to enter into the realm of uncertain outcomes. 
I like to think about curiosity like this. I wonder about something and I take the steps and wander into the realm of what if, why, and I gain wisdom to the pro in the process about myself and the world around me or both. So when I'm curious, when I'm creative, I could be surprised and energized. I could be disappointed and sad. Whatever I feel or whatever I'm reminded of or whatever is evoked by this curiosity, I, I've broken away from my judgmental mind and opened myself to possibilities. I don't think I can leave without saying a little bit more about judgment because it, that's often the polarity. It's if I'm not being curious, I'm probably being judgmental. It's hard to remain, there's, I don't think there's an in-between between curiosity and judgmental. So our personal belief system fuels our thoughts about the world and others. We observe and evaluate from our private logic most of the time. We make the world and others fit our perceptions of the world and of people. And whether we have an opinion or not will not change what the situation is that we are judging, or as the Japanese proverb states, we won't necessarily see the full picture. So it's easy for me to say, be curious and not judgmental. But how do we do this when our minds are constantly observing and evaluating? First of all, by becoming aware of our thoughts, our perceptions, and observing them. When I do that, I begin to realize that I am not my thoughts and I can change my thoughts from judgmental to curious. When we use our metacognition to stand back and observe our thoughts and notice patterns, then we can do that and we become more aware of what is happening internally and externally. Just a word of caution, don't beat yourself up for judging. It's a natural reaction. Our mind just goes there. But step back, take a breath, and be grateful that you are aware and that you can observe what is happening. Then be curious. So it seems that curiosity will increase our creativity. I sometimes hear people say, I'm not creative. Everyone is creative. But how do we release our creativity? So I'm just going to jump into creativity um, for the rest of the, of the podcast here. Again, let's look at the word. Creativity or create is to make or produce something, to cause something to exist, or to produce something. A piece of art, a book, many different things. So it's to bring forth, to birth something. So here's some great quotes about um, creativity. This is Maya Angelou. She says, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Edward de Bono, who wrote The Use of Lateral Thinking, a book that came out in the, I think it was the late 60s, um, was really about thinking outside of the box. And he says, creativity involves breaking out of expected patterns in order to look at things in a different way. So when we're looking at our limiting beliefs, we want to be creative, we want to be curious. So both of them are very important. He also um, said that studies have shown that 90% of errors, error in thinking is due to error in perception. If you can change your perception, you can change your emotion, and this can lead to new ideas, 
Logic will never change emotion or perception. Great. So how do I nurture my creativity? Of course, first be curious. Learn something new. Suspend judgment. Our judgment stops us from trying new things, having new experiences, and meeting new people. Oh, I can never do that. Have you ever said that? Oh, I could never do that. I'm not good at that. That's too dangerous. I'm too old. That's childish. Well, according to who? If we don't try things, we're not going to have great adventures. We're not going to make discoveries. Uh, the greatest inventions were not out of someone's mind, but out of their creativity. One last quote from Michal Chizan Mihaili. I'm sure I didn't say that correctly, but the author of Flow. Each of us is born with two contradictory sets of instructions, a conservative tendency made up of instincts for self-preservation, self-aggrandizement, and saving energy, and an expansive tendency made up of instincts for exploring for enjoying novelty and the risk, the curiosity that leads to creativity belongs to this last set. But whereas the first tendency requires little encouragement or support from the outside to motivate behavior, the second can wilt if it is not cultivated. So what are your conditioned thoughts? Pay attention to what you're saying and what lies behind those words. Are they your words or are they someone else's? Be curious, cultivate those expansive thoughts that Nihali talks about. See what you can get up to in the next few weeks and let's see what adventures we can have on this journey to inner wisdom. See you next time.